What is up Wicked Turtle Nation? We just wanted to let you guys know that Wicked Turtle Network has decided to join the Raise Rebellion as brand ambassadors for Raise Energy Drink. Raise Energy gives you fresh, and that stands for focus, recovery, energy, stamina, and hydration. With zero sugar, absolutely no crash, electrolytes, and BCAA aminos. I encourage everyone listening or watching right now to raise up and join the Raise Rebellion yourself by going to your local GNC, vitamin shop, or even online at repsports.com. And order yourself some Raise Energy drinks or other athletic supplements in bulk. And when checking out, use the order code WICKEDTURTLE for a 15% discount. The website and order code will be in the description of this cast. Welcome to the Duke's Dive, your midnight menagerie of professional wrestling and my take on such wrestling. Tonight, we will be diving into episode 50 of MLW and the latest episode of NXT. I know I haven't been on since at least maybe, what, November, or maybe not November, but I haven't covered MLW since episode 46, I don't know, I know I'm a couple episodes behind, please bear with me, um, you know, basically Tom Lawler has won the MLW heavyweight championship he's then defeated him in he's then defeated Loki in a steel cage match you know um battle riot is now coming up in New York he's got a completely different opponent in Jimmy Havoc um you know Ace Austin's a figurehead down there now I'm not sure if he's permanent roster yet I know that um, Jordan Oliver has been signed. Um, you know, just a lot of exciting stuff is going on in the land of MLW. Jim Cornette has joined the commentary team. So let's just let's dive right into it. Let's let's get it going and cover the episode. Why don't we? So, uh, episode 50 starts off with Teddy Hart getting arrested. Um, the Dynasty, which is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, Richard Holiday, and Alexander Hammerstone, have a 
accused Teddy Hart of throwing a brick through their window, so he's basically in the middle of getting arrested at this point in time, and the, as the videos go on, he leaves his necklaces and money with uh, Davy Boy Smith, who uh, Brian Pillman Jr. comes running over to find out what's going on, but he misses Teddy. You know, Teddy's ended up getting arrested, so, you know, I guess Davy hands Brian the jewelry and the money to watch out for for tonight, and he's under the, excuse me, the, uh, the mission, as it were, to watch said jewelry, so, um, first matchup of the night is Myron Reed versus Gringo Loco, you know, we have Myron Reed coming out with that free swan movement duct tape, and, um, Rich Swan had attacked a referee, and then um, I think Rich Bokini. It was one of the commentators. Uh, he caught he uh, been on a tear as far as that goes. So he's been suspended, and um, his friends are not happy about this turn of events. Um, like I had mentioned, uh, Cornette. Jim Cornette is now a full-time commentary member on MLW, so that's interesting. I was interested to see how he was going to respond to a lot of these matches tonight, and um, we'll get to that when we get to it. But, um, you know, really, really fancy stuff from both guys. You know, Jim Cornette is explaining, you know, the... the, the idea behind the base god it's his name is because of the unique physique on him you know pretty much like how we describe the chubby daddy you know what i mean don't take his um physique for weakness and don't underestimate that just because he's a certain size or a certain look that he can't do this or that but um yeah, you know, I mean, he he kept right up there with he kept right up there with Myron Reed, and uh, you know what I mean, like wow, just like a back and forth. You know how I call that the uh, strategic dodging segment of the flippy dippities. Nothing against that, but sometimes you gotta get that in. But that it was pretty neat to see. You know, Myron Reed, of course, somebody I followed on Facebook for a while, and, you know, I've always seen that stuff out of him, and Gringo Loco, he surprises me every time he does that kind of stuff, so. Myron Reed had an awesome handspring takedown off of, from the, in, in the ring, to the apron, to the outside, so that was pretty sweet to see. Um, my first note on commentary is that Cornette has his moments, he's, made me laugh a couple times um i said it looks like gringo loco killed myron reed with a su with a tope suicida like he landed right on top of him like landed right on his leg landed right on top of look like he crushed him i don't even know it was nuts and um I had a note on here that myron and colby carino are looking very similar with their outfits these days the red like velour type of suit banded with the black rings and the blonde hair 
and they're looking a little similar these days so I had to write that down you know having seen Colby a lot and I haven't actually seen Myron yet but want to very soon here um, Gringo wins with a flippy dippy off the rope after he hit a springboard cutter from like the second rope that was sweet then he went up and did I think like a I don't know like a standing Phoenix splash I, I don't know what you want to call that that move that Neville does he, Neville's done it and I don't know how you call that move I don't know that one of those ones I can never get the name of right but you know what I'm talking about um so after the match Myron Reed takes a note off of um Rich Swan and attacks the referee and um we move on <laughs> we move on oh yeah and he, he gets in uh Jim Cornette's face and the commentator's faces and everything and Yep, he's taken right after Rich Swan. I think he'll probably be the next one to be suspended here. So then we got Mance Warner cutting a promo on his death match with L.A. Park tonight with Casey Lennox. You know, he's got his three-point system down. Number one, light beers. Number two, eye pokes. Number three, knee pad up and knee pad down. Um... Then he said he wants to go drink some light beers with Casey Lennox, who says that she doesn't drink beer. So, as far as that goes, but, uh, did have to make note that, uh, you know, if Apex would have played their cards right, they could have had a similar situation with Casey Lennox and MLW have. They could have, they could have been doing that with Taryn Adams had they played their cards right. I'm not shooting her or anything on here, but... It would have been a similar situation in my book anyways. So that's my little note. My little jab or whatever you want to call it. After the podcast host cast debacle on last Friday here. That's all I have to say about that. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we got Filthy Tom versus Jimmy Havoc at Battle Riot. And um, pretty quick, right quick here, I'm going to explain to you the Battle Riot rules. Battle Riot is a like a like a royale, like a royal rumble, but there's going to be 40 competitors. A new competitor enters the ring every 60 seconds. Elimination is done by pinfall, submission, and over the top. The winner will get a contract to compete for the MLW Heavyweight Championship title. Some individuals to look out for in this riot will be Mance Warner, Daga, Airwolf, Barrington Hughes, L.A. Park, Ray Phoenix, who you can see at Excite this Saturday, or this Friday, excuse me, you know, him along with Ethan, All Ego Ethan Page, and Stockade, and Sean Carr, and you know what I mean, uh, I think Richard Holiday's even going to be there, excuse me, there's going to be a lot of MLW talent 
Aaron, do you know what I mean? <gasps> Excuse me, the Lucha Brothers are also signed with All Elite Wrestling. You know, so you got some of the hottest free and not so free agents in the independent scene. You know, Ray Phoenix is going to have a match with LSG. Um, I'm going to move down here the list, and then when I get to this other guy here, I'm going to announce his match for Excite. So, after Ray Phoenix, we have El Hijo de la Park. We have Brian Pillman Jr. We have Gringo Loco. We have Pentagon Jr., yes, who will also be up at Excite Binghamton, New York at the Legion this weekend, this Friday. Um, check out Excite Wrestling, X-C-I-T-E Wrestling. It's out of Bur Binghamton, New York. We got some great friends going up there, such as Rotmare, such as the Ring Crew Warriors, you know what I mean? Such as Boots and Lariats, not Lariats, but so much as... Uh, Pat McConnell, and, um, you know, we got Sean Carr, and we got Axel Lennox, and we got Rob Cook, and we got all of our Binghamton guys up there, Keith Zimmer, and we got LDC. It's going to be a hell of a show. Unfortunately, we cannot make it as Smart Mark Alley, but I'm not sure exactly if there's going to be anybody from Smart Mark Alley going, but it's one hell of a show. Like I said earlier, we have Ray Phoenix versus LSG. And for the Excite Heavyweight Championship title, we got Pentagon Jr. versus the one, the only, the madman, Joe Gacy. We got Stockade versus Sean Carr in a Fans Bring Their Weapons match. You know, this is... We got, um... The Ring Crew Warriors in action. It's just... We got a lot of people there. If you miss that show, like we are going to miss it, you're going to miss out. But, however, however, if you do miss the show, if you do miss the show live, like we will, you do have a second chance to check it out because it will be on independentwrestling.tv. Yes, Excite Wrestling is making its debut on independent wrestling television. So, that's just another place on the WrestleSphere on the internet to check out. Uh, if you miss this show, do your due diligence, do your uh, best job to check this out. I mean, it's only $9.99 a month, and uh, as far as that goes, I'll give you a code right now. It's the only code I can think of off the top of my head. Of course, some people might come around, turn around, and call me a kiss-ass, but hey, man, I'm trying to save you some some cheddar in your pocket, and I'm trying to help out a good company. So, with that being said, you can get 20 free days if you use the code TRUE20. You know, that helps out the company True Wrestling, who we will be seeing this Saturday. I will be seeing, and I'm not sure exactly who else, but and I know a lot of my other friends from Smart Mark Alley will be checking out Elite Generation Wrestling this weekend, which we'll have... Also, the Ring Crew Warriors and Joey P and Lestat and uh, other members of Dishonor and a lot of other people as well, like Riley Crow and Draven Blaze. And that one's going to be a great show as well. You really can't go wrong with whatever you choose to do as long as you're supporting independent professional wrestling. And like I said, if you can't make this Excite show on Friday, 
Um, there's going to be more Excite shows, but at the same time, you should do your due diligence to check that out on Independent Wrestling TV. I know this will be a great show to watch, whether you see it live, whether you see it from the front row, the second row, the third row, general admission, whatever. If you watch it on the internet, it doesn't matter. As long as you check it out, as long as you support, as long as you take the time out of your day to enjoy yourself and watch this great night of wrestling that these guys have put out for you you know with some of the hottest names like i'm saying i'm sitting here covering mlw and these names are right here ray phoenix la park you know what i mean all ego ethan page joe gacy lsg for crying out loud joey ryan will be in the house ladies and gentlemen so with that being said, go check out Excite Wrestling. Go check out Elite Generation Wrestling. Go check out True Wrestling. Go watch something this weekend. Get off your butt. It's getting warm out. It's not so blisteringly, bolsteringly cold out to where you're going to freeze your nipples off and, you know, turn into Sub-Zero out there. Uh, the weather is t finally turning. The weather is finally getting nice. So go out there and... Enjoy yourself. Go watch some professional wrestling because there sure in the heck is going to be enough of it. So, with that being said, we also got Minoru Tanaka. We got Ken Debray. We got Davey Boy Smith Jr. We got the one, the only, the true ace, Ace Austin, who you can see coming up in April 420 at Phoenix Pro Wrestling versus Casey Navarro, which will be a barn burner at Birthiversary, where Phoenix Pro, Team Phoenix Pro, takes on Team Dishonor for control of the company. Yes, you heard it right. You know, check those guys out on Facebook, Phoenix Pro Wrestling. They got a hell of an event coming up. It's a culmination that, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's going to be one hell of a show. It's going to be one hell of a, you know, maybe not final. Who knows? They say it's final, but, uh, you know, wrestling is wrestling, and things change very instantly, and, you know, I mean, nothing's ever what it is or what it seems to be when you're talking about professional wrestling. But, like I said, go check them out. Phoenix Pro Wrestling in Altoona, Pennsylvania. At the Building 2 on Howard's Ave in Phoenix, in, in, in Altoona, Pennsylvania, you can see my boy, Smart Mark Alley approved since day one, Ace Austin, take on Casey Navarro, the Sky Reaper. Both of them have been seen and, uh, you know, utilized on very high platforms, you know, Casey Navarro on CZW as well as Ace Austin. Ace Austin on Impact, an Impact player now, MLW, Revolver Pro. You know, where can't you see this young man at these days? Um, after him is Teddy Hart, Alexander Hammerstone, Ace Romero, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, <laughs> Low Key. This battle riot will take place in New York City at the Melrose Ballroom. It's going to be this coming next weekend. WrestleMania weekend. Battle riot. 
check that out. It's going to be on YouTube as well, like all the other events are. So, check it out. It's going to be a good one. At the end of this coverage, I will give you another match that has been announced for um, Battle Riot. One close and near and dear to the heart. So stick around to the end of this coverage for the announcement of that match. Because if you don't know, you better know. So we got MJF and Richard Holiday cutting a promo saying Teddy Hart is in jail. They've received, or um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman has received a mugshot. And he's contemplating making merchandise off of this and billboards and everything else. And they're just talking about how Teddy Hart got arrested. And that cuts into Contra Unit. It's a promo from Contra Unit. These people just caused a riot last week. Um, the individuals of this group are Felix Fatu, if I'm not mistaken. Simon Gotch, who shaved his mustache off. Simon Grimm, excuse me. I don't know. He goes by Grimm one day, one grid grotch. Grim grotch. So, with that situation, it's hard to tell what he's going by. Simon. If it isn't Ryman Simon, it's Simon Diamond. And it ain't either one of them. So, I don't know why he chose to shave that mustache off, but... Apparently he's in a new group called the Contra Unit. And they have been running roughshod over MLW. They had busted open Ace Romero who then had his own response and said that he will be facing the Contra Unit at Battle Riot. Yes indeed. So with that being said we move on to the next match. Excuse me, this next match was Alexander Hammerstone being accompanied to the ring with Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Ron Holiday, the Dynasty versus Brian Pillman Jr. I thought that was pretty funny. Jim Cornette right away as MJF was trying to serenade the crowd and try to get the crowd listening to him. He said Maxwell Jacob Feinstein was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. I thought that was pretty funny. Maxwell Jacob Freeman tries to cut a promo. Crowd drowns him out. He tells the crowd what he said in the promo from before that the crowd um, tells the crowd that Teddy Hart is in jail. You know, he's no good white trash just like all the rest of them. Yada, yada, yada. Then Alexander and then, um, Brian Pillman Jr. comes out, storms the ring, gets a fight going with Alexander Hammerstone. Both guys super good. I swore I seen Hammerstone somewhere um, going by the name Hammerstone, but he does kind of look like Mr. Touchdown, but I'm sure he's not, but I just made note that he does look like Mr. Touchdown from Chikara. Um... Brian Broman Jr. is super fun to watch live. I've been able to see him at least twice now. One time versus one time in a uh, triple threat versus H.C. Loke and um, Grey Wolf Raventhorn at Northern Tier Wrestling at the Nikki Baker Memorial Show, and the night before that against Sean Carr in a heavyweight championship title match at PPW. 
So I've now seen Mr. Pillman Jr. twice live, and he's excellent to see live. He's one of those guys you just gotta watch. You gotta experience him live. Um, Cornette explains the countless throat surgeries that his father, Brian Pillman Sr., had. Um, and that led him with a raspy voice. Um, he brings this up after seeing excuse me, Brian Pillman Jr. take a gorilla press slam into the ropes from Alexander Hammerstone. You know, uh, Hammerstone pretty much nailed down most of this match and was in control and um, hit him with a nightmare pendulum for the win. That nightmare pendulum is deadly. I love to see that move. That move is awesome. I don't like the dynasty, but that move right there in particular is one of the best moves out there these days, in my opinion. It's kind of like a Sister Abigail with a little more oomph to it and a little more razzle-dazzle. After the match, the Dynasty attacks Brian Pillman Jr. Hammerstone destroys the very expensive chains of Chetty Jr. They give them back to Brian Pillman Jr. to obviously send a message to Teddy Hart. So then we have Tom Lawler cutting a promo on Jimmy Havoc. He shows off his MMA-style training leading up to Battle Riot against his match. Heavyweight Championship match against Jimmy Havoc, he says. He's ready for him, so with that being said, I guess we'll see that when it comes. Now, we move on to the main event match. The match I was kind of interested to see how Jim Cornette called, and he actually did pretty good on it. You know, I mean, it wasn't a straight-up death match anyways, but I came into this match thinking, boy, now I can't wait to see Jim Cornette call a death match. You know, they had this advertised as a death match. You know, I mean, I'm thinking light tubes and cheese graters and Kenzans and, you know, um, gusset plates and, oh my gosh, everything else, you know, it didn't get that bar hardcore, but it did get pretty nasty and pretty gnarly, um, <clears throat> as gnarly as you probably could get as, you know, like I told a lot of people concerning the, um, Concerning the Mike Keener Appreciation Night, you know, a lot of people were wondering if there was going to be any death matches on that card, you know, having taken place in the H2O arena, you know, with ECW legends in the house, Mike Keener, H.C. Loke, Mikey Whipwreck, so people were wondering, so I told them, you know, they'd probably have a match, Stockade and G-Ravers match will probably get as close as, close to a death match as you can get, without actually being one, so... You know, technically not a death match, so it's kind of like that. I'm not exactly sure where MLW was taking place, but maybe it was taking place in somewhere where they couldn't bleed like that. So you know what I mean. You never know. Um, so you got Mance Warner versus L.A. Park. Um, Selena De La Renta come out. She hit the stanky leg out of nowhere. I don't know what that was all about, but um. Apparently, Appalachian American is the name, new name for Redneck, but that's what Mance Warner's going by. He's going by the Appalachian American. Like I said, very loose definition of the word deathmatch, but it still had its air horns. Um, Mance Warner ended up breaking a kendo stick over the head of L.A. Park. You know, they had their sit-down headbutt spot where Mance Warner was standing up and um, Park was sitting down. 
Went for a suplex through the chair, but it looked like it missed. Um, rolling senton off the apron through the table from Park. You know, the table was used in multiple spots. They just, like the Indians, used to, you know, take the animal carcass and use every bit of it. They took that table and they smashed it down. They smashed it down. They smashed it down. They used every bit of that table. So, you know, take it and break it over here. Take it and break it over there until it's smithereens. You know, so... We have uh, L.A. Park taking his belt off and strapping up Mance Warner, but that only did that did nothing but um, hook the man up as they then went blow for blow with belts. He Mance had his belt, Park had his belt, so they're going trading shots blow for blow with their belts. Then they just start trading hands, you know, shot for shot. You got a top rope cannonball. Through a makeshift table, you know, that they had a, like a big old piece of wood in there, a makeshift table, chair on chair action. You know, they set it up in the ring like a makeshift table, and, uh, you know, a big old thick piece of wood. And Jim Cornette had it, said it was American pine, but he kind of went for like, it was like a diving cannonball, like, it was nuts to see. Hit him right on his back. L.A. Park's back hit um, Mance Warner's chest. Like it was a, it was a, it was a serious cannonball, man. The torque on that cannonball was real. Um, and I said, uh, L.A. Park must be watching some stockade footage from the last couple times they went at it because he picked up the chair he excuse me picked up the table the piece of wood and he's just hammering Mance Warner with it um he set him up in the corner for the the worst splash I ever seen I don't know what the hell happened there <laughs> I don't know but um then he just beams absolutely nails Mance Warner with a headshot from a steel chair he was sitting on the top and he just absolutely gleams this steel chair off of his head and hit hits a mistletoe drop kick for the win so with that being said that covers MLW episode 50 um, Battle Riot is coming up check that out if you don't have enough reason to watch Battle Riot I'll give you enough reason right here and right now the match I was talking about earlier to be announced at the end of the coverage for MLW will be the MLW Middleweight Championship on the line. Teddy Hart versus the one, the only, the true ace, Ace Austin. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Battle Riot will have Teddy Hart versus Ace Austin for the MLW Middleweight Championship title. And I think he's got a pretty good, decent shot at winning it. Especially if they're going to write Teddy Hart off TV for a little bit. I don't know what the story is calling for here. You know, um, it only goes to strengthen the storyline if the Dynasty were to somehow cost Teddy Hart one of his championship belts. Then he's only had a tag team with Brian and Dave or Davey. You know what I mean? 
I think they do free bird rules there. So, with that being said, um, I'm going to try a little bit something different. Um, I covered my view on MLW, my recap on MLW, and since nobody else is doing it, I figured, you know what, I ended up watching NXT last night. I'm going to give a little curtail to the end of here. I'm going to recap NXT. Um, I haven't watched it religiously in quite a while. I still know the key players, but I haven't watched, you know, week by week or pay-per-view by pay-per-view in quite some time, so I thought it'd be fun and a new way to get back into the program, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, NXT TakeOver's coming up on WrestleMania weekend. Um, that's going to be great. So I figured I'd start and I would cover this, start covering NXT. Um, so let's just jump into it. We got Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole opening NXT. This is a promo about the conclusion of the um, Dusty Classic, I think, being held for uh, the recently va vacated NXT title. You know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa had gotten injured and had ended up vacating the title, so... It's coming down to Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match at NXT TakeOver. So that's going to be awesome. You know, we had Cole playing up a heel here while Gargano played the face. Um, I say realistically someone here will probably end up going to the main roster, but I actually hope they both stay. You know, this is a feud I could watch go on. You know, as somebody, like I said, who hasn't watched religiously, I'm not up on what's going on right now. These two drew me in. They sucked me in. They made me care about this feud when I didn't know anything about it. Not, you know, not anything, but not much about it. I didn't know much about the, the story between these two, but this is how you tell a story. They sucked me in. They, they they made me care about something I didn't know much about at the conclusion, at the ass end of it. So, you know, when you're watching and you're thinking, now, why are they covering this? We already know all of this shit. We already know why these guys are fighting, you know. I guess there's just some people who come in like me at the last end up minute. And you know what I mean? They need that bit explained to them so as far as that goes this really helped me to understand the story they were trying to tell and that you know like I said it really worked it sucked me in I'm excited to see these two wrestle I'm excited to see them go more than once I want to see this end up being a nice big feud that plays out Um, the match will be a two out of three falls match. Adam Cole lists his accomplishments. Gargano comes back with an underdog tail. You know, his spot wasn't, you know, given to him. It was earned through hard work. You know, he goes on to tell the story about the tag team of him and Tommaso Ciampa, which I did not know was a makeshift team. I did not know these guys didn't tag before, you know great team between the two of them, great feud between the two of them, you know, then uh, Undisputed Era joins Cole at the ramp, you know, there's no physical altercation here, but, you know, the tension is still there, you know, I mean, these guys are going to be going after it 
WrestleMania weekend here. So we move up into the first match, which is Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. And a tag team match is a women's tag team match. They're um, building up towards the Mae Young. Excuse me, not the Mae Young, but the um, the tag team tournament of the. T I don't know. Basically, uh, the tag team champions Bailey and Sasha said that they would uh, defend their titles anywhere, and um, they would basically defend them against the NXT women if they had to. So everything's changing here. Like I said, I'm not super versed on what's happening right now as far as that goes, but you know, this is along that storyline of there being a tag team. Um, like I said, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah versus Lacey Lane and Casey Catanzo. You know, we had uh, Vanessa and Aaliyah playing the heels here. They controlled a lot of the match. But then Shauna Baszler and the Horsewomen came out and interrupted the match. Um, Baszler attacks both these women. Casey Catanzo fought back a little bit, but, you know, was then ended up taken out by Shayna Baszler. Um, who, you know, held her title up at the commentator table, you know. She said she's getting a raw deal here for some reason. I have no clue what's going on here. Like I said, I haven't been watching. But we then move on to the next match here, which is a little throwback to episode 40 of MLW when I mentioned it's pretty neat to sit here and see that I just called a match from this it was MLW episode 40, which was a special event. Matt Riddle versus Shane Strickland. Now we got right here, Matt Riddle versus somebody i never seen before, Kona Reeves. They matched up really nicely. You know, Riddle starts housing Kona. He was interrupted by Velveteen Dream, who comes out there. And, you know, we thought he was going to interrupt the match, come down, but nope. He basically sat up at the entrance ramp on a sofa and watched the match. Um... So that was pretty interesting. Riddle had a beautiful Hurricane Rana-like ripcord um, type move. And then he tapped out Reeves with the bro mission. You know, the win was announced by Velveteen Dream. And um, Riddle won the chance to face Dream for the North American title at NXT TakeOver. So already we have this amazing match of... Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling versus Adam Cole for the heavyweight title. Now we have the middleweight title or whatever you want to call it being put on the line, the North American title, Dream versus Riddle. So we move on to the finals of the Dusty Rogues Tag Team Classic. It was Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the Forgotten Sons. You know, I'm not familiar with the Forgotten Sons, but they really impressed me this match. You know, Ricochet and Black play um, so great off of each other. And I guess now we know why they've been airing together on Raw and showcasing that they're a tag team. Um, I had no idea. You know, I just thought this was just some tag team they'd thrown together for Raw. And I didn't know this tag team was going right now on the Dusty Classics. But the uh, Forgotten Sons, pretty dominant. The winners will face the War Raiders for the NXT title. You know, the match was super good tag team match from what it looks like on paper. It should have been a throwaway with like an upstart team versus a thrown together type of team. You know, um, you got 
Wesley Blake. He's a big guy on the team. And then we got Steve Cutter. So, uh, Ricochet, you know, he was doing some insane acrobatics as always. Steve Cutter and uh, Wesley Blake, the members of Team Forgotten Sons. Um, they did a awesome, like, a held back backstabber. Uh, the one guy went for a backstabber and held him there while the other guy hit a, you know, elbow drop from the top rope. That, I've, I could have sworn I've seen that on the indie scene, but, somewhere, but I, I can't forget, I can't remember who does it, but that, you know, this match was pretty good, you know, and then we got the win when, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Alistair Black moonsaults from the apron onto the other guy while Ricochet hits his 630 in the ring. So, the end up being Alistair Black and Ricochet winning the tag team Dusty Classics and they're going to go off and face War Raiders. War Raiders comes out and there's a classic standoff between the two of them in the ring. So, with that being said, that wraps up both episodes this has been the duke's dive i gotta go beat some animals who did nothing but run their mouth the whole show so um next week i think i'll cover both episodes of mlw and nxt i had a good time i hope you enjoyed listening um it's not been too long of an episode here about average length for a podcast, I'd say. Um, I wish you all well. I wish you good luck and good fortune. And um, I will catch you next week on the Duke's Dive. So um, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for giving me a listen. Check out Smart Mark Alley on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out our discussion group on Facebook, the Smart Mark Alley Discussion Group. You know, we're going to be going to Icons in June here again. Um, We had a great time in November here. And we're going to be looking to do the same. You know, a lot of great big things coming up for us in the next couple of months here. In the beginning months of spring. So check out our page. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to have lots of different um content to finally put back up and um gonna be going a lot of places doing a lot of moving and shaking over the next couple of months so make sure to check us out and follow us and keep up with our happenings and our going ons so like i said this has been the duke's dive um take care ladies and gentlemen and i'll catch you next week thank you very much